Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Now for our story. This evening, sitting in the study of his house on 11th Street in Wakefield, Ben Calvert has just hung up the telephone after talking long distance to his daughter, Kit Mead, in California. Looking up, Ben sees his wife, the former Jesse Ward, standing in the doorway with a strange, cynical expression on her face. Well, Jesse, how long have you been standing there, listening? Not long enough to hear anything incriminating, Ben. You were talking to Kit, weren't you? Yes, I was. What about it? Nothing at all. I just wondered, when is Kit going to the hospital? She didn't say. I couldn't get anything out of her. But she sounded very fit, told me not to worry. And I'm not worrying. Did she say she planned to return? That she's coming back to Wakefield? She had no reason to. Of course she's coming back. I told you that a long time ago. Yes, you said it. So did Kit, if you'll remember. She said so very definitely when we saw her that night at the beach. Yes, I know. You're still hoping she won't, aren't you, Jesse? Still hoping to be the queen bee in this household. Well, why wouldn't I? You can hardly expect me to look forward to living in this house with Kit. Naturally, that doesn't appeal to me. However, I'm not too concerned. If Kit does come back, she won't stay very long. Not without Bill. Bill's going to be here. You'll see. This crazy notion of his about a divorce is all nonsense. If it weren't, Kit would have said something when I talked to her. Kit's always so confidential with you, isn't she, Ben? Never mind. When Kit needs me, she knows I'll stand by. And at the present moment, she's obviously in a very cheerful frame of mind. Which proves that everything is all right. Well, if it makes you happier to deceive yourself. Besides, I have a new angle on this Bill Mead thing now. I saw Mary Lane the other day. Did you? What has Mary Lane to do with it? Nothing except that I gathered from what Mary said that her niece Peggy Douglas isn't wasting any time worrying about Bill. What do you mean by that? She has some new young fellow on the string. 
That writer who's been hanging around the last few months. Yes, I've heard about him. Nicholas Dorn is his name. That's right. Well, those two are inseparable. Seem to be together most of the time. Assuming they are. It doesn't necessarily prove anything. Whether smoked or swear, Jesse. And I couldn't have hoped for anything better. She's definitely out of the picture. As far as Bill Mead is concerned. Oh, really, Ben? I've never known a man so capable of self-deception. Or so naively optimistic. What do you mean by that, Jesse? I think you know. However, I'm just going to wait and see what will happen. And I think I know. So do I. Very well. Silly to argue. All we have to do is wait and see. Jessie Calvert spoke calmly, as if she knew more than she'd cared to say. Ben hadn't answered, had turned back to the papers on his desk. Jessie quietly closed the door and went back to her room. But she was thinking... Well, there's no point in showing Ben how wrong he is about Peggy Douglas and Bill. You'll find out when the time comes. <laughs> that day she came into the coffee shop when I told her about Kit's coming back and that Bill planned to stay on at the auto court alone. Her face went white. That wasn't the face of a girl who was in love with someone else. She was thinking about Bill Mead. Yes, Jessie Calvert was quite certain that Peggy couldn't be in love with the new young, young man with whom she'd been seen so frequently of late. But you might be a little puzzled, Jessie, if you knew of a conversation taking place at Aunt Mary Lane's farm on Willow Road. Peggy has just come in after an evening spent with Nicholas Dorn. Finding the living room empty and her Aunt Mary's room dark... Peggy has gone out the front door toward a welcome beam of light shining from the window of the little house near the road. The house occupied by Lefty Larkin, Aunt Mary's friend and helper. Lefty, it's Peggy. May I come in? Peggy? Say, this is a nice surprise. Hello, Lefty. I got home a few minutes ago and saw your light on, so I thought I'd come down for a while. Gosh, I'm glad you did. Haven't had a good chance to talk to you for quite a while, Peggy. I know. That's why I wanted to see you. Well, come in, come in. <laughs> That's a fine thing. I keep you standing on the doorstep while I tell you how glad I am to see you. My bed's all right, Lefty. Here. Here, now, sit down over here, Peggy. That's the most comfortable chair. You mustn't fuss over me, Lefty. You'll make me feel like company. Well, you are company. The nicest company I've had in a long time. For heaven's sake. Wherever did you dig up that old picture of me, the one over the couch? Oh, haven't you seen that before? I was rooting around on that shelf on the top of the closet there looking for my fishing tackle, and I found this old box full of pictures. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a collection, too. You and Randy when you were kids. Aunt Mary and those funny hats they used to wear. I certainly was a funny little kid. Look at that hair ribbon. Funny? You were very cute. You're just prejudiced. You're just modest. <laughs> Where are all those pictures, Lefty? I'd like to see them. Okay, I've got them right here. Where'd I put them? Lefty, I'm afraid you're a better farmer than you are a housekeeper. 
Oh, I don't know about that. What's wrong with this place, I'd like to know? Hmm, nothing. Except your hat's on the bed and your shoes are on the table. Oh, I, I put them down there when you knocked. I, I was just going to shine them. Oh, it's all right, Lefty. I know how neat you are. In your masculine way. I was only teasing. Well, let me see. They're not on the table and they're not on that dresser. I remember. I slipped them inside the seed catalog to keep them flat. Ah, here they are. Lefty, you're wonderful. Oh, let me see. Why, there's Aunt Mary with Uncle Randy. Uh-huh. My, he was such a nice-looking man. Oh, and there's Randy when he was a baby. Randy was a tough-looking little mug. Well, he wasn't a sissy. I'll say he wasn't. I'll never forget the day he cleaned up on that Swanson boy. One of the twins it was. Did he give that kid a shiner? Oh, Lefty, you ought to be ashamed. You're as bad as a kid yourself. Lefty, here's a picture of David Bowman when he was just a young man. Dave? What's he doing in there? Must have been a terribly long time ago. Look how young he looks. Dave was born old. Don't try to kid me. I like David. He always had the feeling he understands things. Mm-hmm. But he gets some awful batty ideas sometimes. Why, Lefty, you and Dave are good friends. How can you say that? Oh, well. Skip it. It's nice to see all those old snapshots, but I don't know, in a way it makes me feel sort of sad. Everyone gets old and... <laughs> Listen to her. Why, Peggy, you're just starting out in life. The best part of it all lies ahead of you. I suppose so. Sometimes it scares me. There are so many things to decide. Well, Peggy, I... I'm just a dumb man, not awfully smart, but... If there's ever anything I can do to help you, if you want to talk things over, you know I'll I'll do my very best not to give you a wrong steer. I know, Lefty. That's the real reason I came down to see you tonight. There is something I'd like to talk over with you. I had a notion you didn't come down just to look at old snapshots. Tell me about it, honey. What's worrying you? Well, it's not that I'm worried exactly. What is it, then? Lefty, you know how depressed I was a while back. Everything went wrong. There just didn't seem to be any point to things. I sure do know. It made me feel pretty low, too. I hated to see you unhappy. I'd get to feeling better, start forgetting all the things that had happened, and and then something would bring it all back. I'd have to go through it all over again. But lately, I've been feeling a lot happier. Things began to mean something again. Yes, I noticed you seem more cheerful these last few months. I have been, Lefty. Ever since Nicholas Doan came here. That's what I want to talk to you about. Lefty Larkin looked at the girl he knew to be his own daughter. Peggy looked so pretty, sitting opposite him with that earnest, thoughtful expression on her face. As she spoke the last words, Lefty's heart gave a great thump. What was Peggy going to tell him about Nicholas Dorn? Lefty waited anxiously for Peggy's next words. 